What's good? Johan Francis CSCS right here. And this is Ego Killer. Inside the gym flow, outside in life, combining those two things, making sure that you guys are staying active, getting with it, and jumping back to truest form even when you fall off. CoachJohanCSCS.com. All right, and I hope this one finds you guys doing really, really, really good. It's about that time where we think about more how to reset ourselves and get back to where we were before. It's a new season. Seasons are shifting. It's always a chance to take time to be like, hey, do I need to reset my goals, recalibrate, and get myself super active again? Take every chance you can in life to reset and see and reevaluate pretty much. Today, we're going to talk about how to do that when your weight loss stalls, because I know for a fact your weight loss has stalled. I've trained far too many of you over the years to let it not be known that your weight loss journey is going to stall a little bit. In fact, the diet industry is counting on it. So what we're going to talk about today is we're going to spend a lot of time thinking about means to jumpstart or reinvigorate your weight loss patterns. Most people who are doing the weight loss thing, that's why you're in the gym in the first place. Not necessarily because you have somebody that you want to impress, but you have health concerns. You have long-term issues with your health, your weight being as high as it is. Sometimes, yeah, it is aesthetic, but I'm going to talk about that later and why if it is aesthetic that you're going to have maybe a little bit more of an uphill climb. And I do want to say that lately I have been talking a lot more about weight loss and how to stay on the train, if not for no other reason that, yo, this is a lot of the reason that you guys are up in the gym, working out, finding a place to go and do your running or your cycling, whatever it might be. All right, it has everything to do with the fact that you guys need that weight loss. We talked about it before. Usually, whatever the goal is, it's always got that little side goal of, oh, yeah, and I want to lose 15, 20, 30, 50 pounds, or whatever it might be. Problem is, that is very hard to do. And I also was inspired to do this from watching a couple of YouTube videos that flat out said something that made the argument for wanting to lose weight almost untenable, which is there it seems to be kind of common knowledge or maybe colloquial knowledge that, yo, it's pretty much impossible to do a diet and exercise. Now, I've seen it done. It's not impossible at all. And I think, and I don't want that to be the pervasive message, but the truth is there's a lot of things I need to go on on your plate, but mainly between your ears, and I almost think it's more so between your ears if you want to lose more than, say, like five or seven pounds permanently. This is why everybody in the world, this is why there's actually a stronger movement for people accepting obesity as an aesthetic goal of attainment <coughs> versus getting in there and losing weight because we're trying to normalize it more and more because it is so difficult. I'm not saying that it should not be normalized in any type of way. I'm not saying that because, look, it's like this. There's a very grim fact about this. I don't even think it's that grim. It's pretty obvious. There are heavy people in the planet who live 80 years, 90 years. Well, I don't know about 90. Like, this isn't what we think of when we think of, like, hardcore narcotic or heroin addicts. There ain't, like, 80-year-old heroin addicts out there. Well, there are older obese folks on the planet. And so that there's some in-between, right? There's some in-between. 
And that in-between might speak to the fact that at times I feel like people don't really care about the nature of nutrition and what we need to eat to stay healthy and happy. So what are we looking for at the end of the day? Are we looking really to lose all this weight or are we looking to just be healthier? Are we looking to live longer? All that is going to matter. And that's why I say that this process is mainly between the left and the right ears more so than it is in between the cracks, the crinkling cracks of the foil wrapping your burrito (laughs) that you're going to rip open for lunch. It has everything to do with how you maintain and set yourself up for victories, right? It's about your habits, unfortunately. And I think a lot of us know that. So that's what we're going to talk about today, right? We're going to start with the broad strokes. Everybody who goes on this journey is going to face the fact that your weight loss momentum is going to stall all the way out. No matter how long I've been doing this inside the gym, working with dope people like you, your friends, your family, yo, it stalls out in some capacity, point blank, period. Point blank, period. In fact, for me personally, the reason that I've built a program that has everything to do with strength versus weight loss when I'm training people is because people get super discouraged and that discouragement reinforces negative behavior patterns. And so what we need to be looking for instead maybe is body fat percentage loss, which can be kind of supplemented with strength gains. Strength gains build your metabolism. Your metabolism being higher means that, yo, when I'm sitting here right now, I burn more rest than someone who might, like my twin, right? My twin wearing the same striped shirt, the same height, but doesn't work out. I'm going to burn more fat than them at rest because I have more muscle on my body. And so the idea is to always build muscle, to always build muscle. You need to be challenging different energy systems and muscle systems all at the same time without there being a lapse in your performance and program. So that's what I try to do. When you meet me, if you ever go onto the website, maybe you want for more information, you want to see how this gets done, that's the secret sauce, as it were, right? But by and large, this shit's going to peter out, unfortunately. It's much too difficult to keep up the level of eating that most people are readily attuned to. In fact, I picked up when I was watching that YouTube video about the notion of a set point. So set point theory is simply that your body wants to weigh what it wants to weigh no matter what. For me personally, this was always something that I had to like struggle with in high school. Now, I didn't struggle in the way where I was doing behavior modifications for my body because I was ashamed of the way I looked or anything like that. But when I was playing football, I wanted to be a certain weight and height for the position that I was playing. And I had to really make sure that I was that eating, lifting, doing all the things. And it never happened for me because my metabolism was so fast. So for me to earn my stripes in that area, and it's just football, right? I'm not talking about, you know, it's not like I'm getting paid to do it now. So it ultimately mattered only for a brief window in time. But maybe you can relate is your body is just like, no, I don't give a shit what you want. I'm going to do what my, what the genes are telling me to do, what my genotype is instructing me to do. And you look fine in that shirt, that blouse or whatever. 
that's what the body is constantly doing. Your set point is what your genotype informs your where your metabolism centers are in your in your CNS, how often you respond to all the hormones, the hunger hormone, the fullness hormone, the impetus for stress. Those biological markers have everything to do with your body is saying, I need to have X amount of fat on my body at all times. And in order to push past that, you really have to do some extreme things. It's easy for me to talk just about my experiences and try to relate them to you, but I don't want it to just be about me and my my experiences like um, because I get to be inside the gym all day, every day if I wanted to. And so because of that, it's like, well, good for you, buddy. You know what I'm saying? You get to be, you know, I, I, I bet they might be, look, I wouldn't blame anybody to be like, oh, well, you get to be inside the gym all the time. What about me? But here's the thing. When I was in college, obviously, like, if you go to school a lot, and that was in my last year, all I was doing was figuring out how to get out. I wanted to graduate and move on. So it had always been a struggle for me to stay inside the classroom, and finally I was getting out. Well, when I finally graduated, one of the first things I started to do was work out a lot, and I started to eat a lot. And I gained like nearly 15 pounds. I was at 181 or so um, just doing my regular kickboxing and my training. I started to add my lifting and eating, and I gained 15 pounds. And I remember I was like, you know what? I'm lifting good. I'm feeling good. The aesthetics, they're there. (laughs) So why not just start doing everything I can to get to 200 pounds. I was at 195. That's the most I've ever weighed, I think, in my life. So I was like, you know, forget it. I'm just going to go ahead and try to weigh more than that and lift heavier. And my lifts were going up. I think to date, that's probably the most I've ever lifted in a global scale. I wasn't actively kickboxing or boxing at the time. And so I kept trying to eat more, right? I would simply just add more volume to my meals, not that much, 200 more calories, but mainly I would add another like meal. I couldn't do it. I could not get to 200 without like having to seriously think about taking more supplements so I could lift heavier and get that big delta in my metabolism so I'd eat more the next meal. That was my set point. What's your set point? Where is the space inside of what you guys are doing? Where your body just loves being, you know, 167 pounds. You know what I'm saying? But you're 5'1". So it looks different than someone who's taller. What is your set point telling you about your body? That's what you need to be attuned to. So that was the inspiration for that when I saw that. It's like your body really wants to set to maintain that set point because it's kind of a survival feature, metric. All right? How do we get away from that? When your weight loss stalls, it's going to mostly be be because you're getting away from that set point. Sometimes, and it's hard to believe that set point could be a lot higher than most. It's also a resistance to listening to leptin, that you're full, even though that hormone is increased in obese people. Right? There is all too much going on. And it's impossible 
And the best word to use is complex when it comes to your weight loss. So how are we going to do the thing? All right. So here's what we'll do. We're going to talk about all of the kind of trail markers and we're going to start really broad and then we're going to peter our way down. Just like your weight loss is going to peter down with momentum at some point. Facts. Sorry. But if we're adequately ready for the smoke, you're going to be able to get past all those sticking points and actually get to a place where you can feel like you're with the business and your weight loss is fully in tow. All right. That's what we want. How do we do it? The first thing I want you to reevaluate. So the first time you're noticing that your weight loss is stalled, what's probably going to happen is you're going to be like, okay, I'm gaining this shit back. And in the process of gaining it back, you're going to go into what I like to call fuck it mode. When I was playing again, sorry for the, the me, me, me story, but (laughs) anyway, I remember being watching film when I was in college. You watch a lot of film when you play football. And I'm mostly sleeping through most of it. Long day of classes. And you have to uh, sit down and watch film. And it's not like you're watching NFL films with Steve Sable. And you're watching, and this will really relate, I'm sure, to a lot of women who love football and (laughs) watch Bart Starr (laughs) videos from the 60s. But it's not like those cool football videos where you get to no 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 watching film was basically the coach rewinding the same play over and over again and cracking jokes the jokes were usually funny it was usually at some poor soul's expense but i would mostly try to stay awake in the back the room's dark it's hot outside because football's played in the summer and so he would call the (laughs) when you make a mistake and you let one of the receivers get behind you or you got lazy on a particular play, he'd call it fuck it speed. He'd call it oh fuck speed. Oh fuck speed was when you're going really fast, you slow down, you look up and realize the ball, your target, is going way past you. And the only reason they got there is because you decided to slow down. Oh fuck. You could almost watch the video being played back, and caption whoever the coach is highlighting. Caption that person saying, oh, fuck, and there'd be like a thought bubble. Oh, fuck, I better go get the person. This is what happens. Fuck it, speed. This is what happens with us a lot of the time. Only fuck it mode in the gym is I've already gained three pounds this last week. Fuck it. I'm going to go for five. I'm going to go. I'm going to go ahead and reach. I'm going to add another patty to my burger. I'm going to go ahead and say, hey, let's get both types of cheese on that beast. Right? I'm going to go ahead and say, forget the chimichurri. Add the butter dollop back on that thing. All these things are fuck it mode. And what happens when we get into that mode is we stop paying attention to the why at all, which is pertinent and most important. This show's called Ego Killer because we want to stay engaged with the fact that challenges, challenges, and identifying them is what helps us to change. That's how you kill the ego. The ego wants to avoid challenges and will find every excuse inside your psyche to do so. All right?
when you stop taking challenges, that's when you know the ego's being a little bit comforted. Our egos, the, the ego uh, um, identification that all of us have, that thing right there, that's what's tasked with keeping us in one spot away from losing weight. We have to reevaluate why. So number one, I want you to think about your comfort level aesthetically. All right. Aesthetically, like how do I look? Do I look good? Do I look okay for myself? What I usually find with folks who kind of stall out on their weight loss is they always answer like it's a half-hearted answer all the time. And look, let me just say that it's going to be hugely different for men and women. So for women, typically, what I find is women will be like okay with how they look aesthetically or they'll share that with me, whether there's a ton of veracity, who knows. But there's always like a half-hearted, but I wanted my old goal. But I wanted my old goal. And so it's like, well, how do we get back onto your weight loss if you stall out, but you look in the mirror and you accept what you see? Well, is it worth it to continue down that journey at all? I'm cool with what I see. My clothes, they fit. I'm straight. Well, then why lose any weight at all? That's when we start to have to ask ourselves about the motivational factors therein. The motivation has got to be on 10. We have to figure out that the motivation is the key feature. Family history. My parents got sick because they were always eating like shit. I'm looking and watching my aunt and uncle, for example. These are examples. They're really kind of not infirmed, but they're really listless and weak. They can't really move around all that good. And I don't want to end up like that. I know that that's something inside my family. Those are reasons. Another reason, I don't have any energy or stamina to get through to the end of my day. It's like as my day goes on, I find myself dropping off. My mental acuity just ain't sharp anymore, man. I go from being sharp. Sharp, sharp, sharp to being useless by the end of my stamina. Number four could be something like another reason that people would love to stay motivated about their weight loss has, um, you know, it could be any number of reasons, obviously. Um, another common one is setting examples for yourself, could be other traumas in life that you're still working through. These are all reasons that you stay with the biz. Those are the biggest things that we also oftentimes need to think about. So we're starting with broad strokes. Think about the why. Think about the why. I've met a ton of you guys, and the whys, man, they're as numerous as, you know what I mean? They're as numerous as they can be. The reasons that you guys want to stay active, a lot of them match, but if you really ask yourself the question why, you get deeper, and then we can figure out, is it worth me doing another shot, another bout of trying to lose this weight? Is it worth doing the extra reps? Is it worth going back in and doing more sets? Because, number two, you're going to have to start from scratch plus one. And what I'm trying to say is this. You're not really starting from scratch. You're not really starting from scratch. You're starting from the beginning again, right, in the way that you attack this process. You're almost going to start it as if you hadn't started it before, right? 
But you have. And so you've learned some stuff. You learn that, yo, I like to eat a ton of food late at night because I realize that I'd be binge eating all day. If I've been binge eating, that means I'm going to eat a ton at night. By the way, binging, massive problem. Everybody does it. This is why you guys stay with the depressed metabolisms. I've been doing it. Not just by the way. We can also laterally apply this to, to body fat loss also. Start from square one plus one. Okay, start from scratch plus one. I learned I really spend a lot of time on the weekends. I know that every time I come home from work, I have extra beers, right? And I don't need to have three beers. I can get away with having one. Stuff like that. With that information, think about now starting all the way over. Same exercises, same aplomb. Same confidence, but start from scratch because the circumstances that happen now that you're stalling out, they're different than when you started. Even if you stalled out six months ago and you can remember walking up in the gym, right? You can remember when you first started to train. It was like yesterday. Well, guess what? Circumstances are vastly different, even though it feels like it was just a moment ago. All right. Just like stopping smoking, you have to keep stopping. Um, to say the least, all of this, remember, is stuff that we have to kind of orient our minds against because we talked about it before. Maintenance isn't sexy. I want you guys to try weekly averages. So number three, number one, reevaluate. Number two, start from scratch plus one. Number three, average up how many calories you need per day to lose weight. So take your, your base and you can find this on the website. Take your base calories, right? And I'll help you calculate this on the website. Subtract what your activities are for the day. If it's weightlifting or if it's just doing your treadmill for 30 minutes or if it's doop, or if it's that, subtract that. That's how much you need to lose every day. Add that up for the week, not the weekends because those are different. Add that up for the week and that's going to be your weekly average, how many calories and Having that big, huge, you know, number, thousands and thousands, that's going to be a little bit different of a gauge, 13,000, 19,000, whatever it is, that's going to be that, a good number for you to adjust for on a Friday when you know you have not that many calories to go through. It also excuses a lot of the mistakes that you're going to make. All right. So if you, if you stall out on your weight loss, I want you to start thinking about it. So let's get closer on number four and five here. Now, number five is a, four is a very personal one. I want you to stop comparing. So what we do oftentimes, we want to slay kind of the ego behaviors, is we start comparing our goals and our L's actually with others. I notice this. It's kind of like the death knell. You know what I'm saying? The death knell, like the 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 bells ringing on your on your on the attempt for you to get after it. Is you waving the white flag, right? You haven't surrendered yet. You're about to wave that white flag. What we start doing is comparing. We compare. So, like, I start looking at somebody else and being like, yo, they were able to do X, Y, and Z real quick. I can't. I must suck. That's basically what you're telling yourself. And it's unfortunate because that's not the truth. You can compare. 
if you start the process of comparing yourself to other people who have done the thing, guess what? You're always going to pick the least powerful version of what you did and the most powerful version of what other people have done. And then there's just this huge delta. That person lost 30 pounds. What happened after that? I can't lose any. Well, you did lose some. This is what I usually find with you is when you start comparing, you know what I mean, Mount Everest to like a mountain behind your house. And it's just not a comparison. So stop with the comparisons because we choose the dumbest shit to compare it to. Stop. Number five. Lastly, start over again. So I mentioned this before. I want you to start over. I listed it here twice because at the end of the day, you need to wipe the slate clean. Understand that the past does not matter. Start over. Start the process as if it were day one with some new habits in mind and just start over. Because what again happens, again the ego mind tells us that we've come all this way and we got little to show for it. But we forget all of the process that happened before when I wanted to lose weight before. I knew what the objective was. I knew what the math was. I knew what the program was right away. Now you get divorced from it because there's all this extra attention to expectation. There's all this extra attention to what happened recently. So recency bias starts to kick in and you forget that there was all of this days of you planning it out and figuring out the move and all of that good feeling and natural motivation actually helped get you through the door. All right. Hit the reset button. Wipe all that bullshit clean. And just do it again. And here's the truth. You're going to have to do that a few times. Everybody that I've ever met that has lost weight and kept it off changed habits hella much. And what I mean is this. Kept hitting the reset button. Kept trying and applied a ton of activation energy to the cause. All right. You guys can do it. I believe in what you guys have to offer, and I know that it's going to be hard. That's why we're here giving you the honest, real rap so that you're prepared to hop over those hurdles when they come, not if, but when. We lie to each other. We lie to ourselves about the nature of this process. What happens is we're surprised and ambushed by the truth. The truth is forever going to be the truth. The lie is really what we tell ourselves to placate the ego to placate our own behavior get rid of it right just stay with the just stay the course always hit the reset button and let me know how it goes all right you can do that on coachyohancscs.com you can also rate and review the show youtube hit me up cool until the next one stay all the way up <laughs>